Hello, Limitless listeners. I'm your host, Limitless Mike, and you're listening to the Comics and Pop-Tarts podcast channel. You'll have to forgive my tone. I'm uh, currently fighting some sort of infection, whether that be bronchitis or um, upper respiratory infection. No, it's not COVID. Uh, I haven't shot any fevers. Um, Just a little delirious. Got some body aches and pains. But that's not going to stop me from recording this podcast. That is my work ethic, and that is how I show every Limitless Comics purchaser out there and everyone who considers themselves a part of the Limitless Army. If you don't and you've bought a book, you are. Thank you so much. That's my dedication to you and my dedication to Anthony Moore, who I will give credit to giving me an amazing opportunity this past April to be a part of Thirst and um, Cosmo T-Rex Kickstarter campaign, both which have been sent off to the printer. Of course, if you listen to the last update episode, you know that um, there have been slight delays. Anthony Moore is currently uh, in contact with Aaron Kane um, to figure figure out uh, a schedule. So uh, we appreciate you guys' patience. Um, we know how much this book means to you guys. We can't wait for y'all to read it. Uh, we can't wait for, for reviews, and we can't wait for all of you dedicated fans. Fans like um, Adam Vaughn. I'm sorry, I mispronounced that. Adam Vaughan. Vaughan. Adam Vaughan. I'm just going to say Adam Vaughn, and then you can correct me later. And uh, Chris Mason, who recently supported their, uh, uh, who have recently shown their support for Limitless Comics by posting their collections and their books and all the variant covers they've bought over the last couple of years uh, since Anthony has, has come back into doing comics and been doing quite well. So, um, uh, we always take a minute to recognize uh, the fans who invest in Limitless Comics. We appreciate your time, your money, and uh, all your feedback and support. It's really awesome. Um, it's one of the one of the most favorite things um, for me about indie comics is how you get to be so close with your audience. Whereas on licensed products, um, you would have to go to a convention of some sort uh, to meet those creators or an event. Um, of course, now with podcasting and tools like StreamYard and Zoom, um, not so not so impossible for um, the average worker who um, who lives paycheck to paycheck and uh, on a budget and doesn't really have the resources or the reach to get to these conventions and these writing uh, events uh, or even art events or things like Dragon Con or Pensacon, uh, like the one I attended to um, I attended this past year. Um, so that's that's actually one of the fun things about doing this podcast is I get to bring people like Anthony and Daniel Buck and Nandor Fox Schaefer and Nick Gibson and Jerry Jones and future creators um, that I have lined up for the show to you guys um, to get in contact with them to know their social media to follow their success and if you're a creator um, like myself and like Anthony and all those other creators. Um, you'll get an inside into kind of what they are, uh, what they do, what, how they market their books, and what kind of campaigns they they run, and what kind of things they offer. And if you're really, really ambitious about making comics and and being a writer, then these are some of the things you'll want to observe, pay attention to, and you'll find out that you don't have to always spend three, four hundred dollars 
per seminar, per class, or even the price of admission into a Comic-Con to go listen to a panel. Um, perfect example, uh, Wild Comic-Con, or Wild Pensacon was a great experience for me. And I got to meet um, the George R.R. R. Martin's uh, writing partner. Um, I got to meet uh, a bunch of other fabulous authors. Authors like Marion G. Harmer, Harmon. Um, and authors like uh, T. Allen Diaz. Um, I also got to meet Peter David. Um, but a majority of his of his panel, the the Peter David panel and the Tony Isabella panel, were um, really just stories of the things that they had experienced and gone through um, with their time at either you know DC um, and Marvel. Um, more more DC and Marvel for Peter David. He worked on um, Hulk uh, and Annihilation and X Factor. Um, he worked on X Factor or is it X X Force? Um, with Andy Schmidt, and uh, he did uh, the the reimagining of Aquaman in DC, which was really cool. The stories were really awesome, and kind of how he got those opportunities. But um, if you if you follow your your social media, your creator's social media, your favorite creator's social media, you'll find that there are patterns in the things they talk about and the things that they do and the things that they showcase that drop little hints. And I want everybody to know, uh, especially if you're a creator out there, that these hints are very important for uh, uh, self-development and writing development and um, and knowing things that, that have to do with comics that you really can't otherwise function or create a comic or run a project where a comic is on it without knowing those things. Those are very important. Um, so going back to fan appreciation, um, shout out to Adam and, uh, and Chris Mason. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you're listening. If you are listening, um, I know I dropped a message on Anthony Moore's Facebook about um, telling one of our fans to listen for their chance to win. Um, uh, one of five copies of the black and white terror trilogy, uh, graphic novel that's coming um, this October. Uh, it's going to run through the month of October. Um, you're not going to get it in October. Of course, it's probably going to be a few months after that. Um, hopefully a few months after that, maybe even in January, the holidays are really sketchy for campaigns and for mailing. Um, and even the postal offices will tell you sometimes things during the holidays between Thanksgiving and Christmas get delayed a week or two weeks um, if it's not priority shipping. And um, comic book campaigns usually run between 15 to three grand on average uh, for small projects. And that's just based on data from some of the campaigns that I've followed. Um, <clears throat> but we're, we're really excited. And um, if you're listening, I'm going to choose uh, five random people. Um, the way it's going to work is I, um, I get to see my dashboard analytics. And I get, to, I get to see who's listening from where, in what countries, in what states, and for every state in what county or what town you're in. So the way I'm going to do this is um, when we, once we hit uh, 100 listeners, whatever episode I do next uh, that isn't an interview, episode so this would be um, a couple weeks from now if we if we hit 100 I'm, I'm very I'm very positive about us hitting that number um, inside the next two weeks um, because of these next two episodes that are going to drop and for some of the review episodes that I'm going to start doing here in the next month um, since I'll have time 
for comic related shows and comic related production and, and any other thing that I kind of want to cover. So the way it's going to work is, is I'm going to look at my analytics and I'm going to, I'm going to do my numbers and I'm going to talk to Anthony Moore and we're going to go over, uh, which areas, uh, we think, um, we think should win. Now I have a, I have a few listeners in Germany and I have listeners here in the States and about 13 different States, um, and around what about 15 different, uh, towns or cities. Um, so if you're listening, you're going to have to listen. If you're listening, what you're going to do is I'm going to call that state out and I'm going to call that region out. And the way it's going to work is you're going to send me, you're going to send me a voice message. Now, the way this works is I post a link to, uh, my Facebook and I'm going to have Anthony Moore share this. Um, um this is going to allow you to record uh, most likely from your phone. I'm sure it'll work on the computer, but this is the first time I'll be using this function through Anchor. So the way it's going to work is, is um, you're going to click on the link. It's going to take you probably to the Anchor page. It's going to allow you to record. I don't know how long. All you need to say is, Hi, Limitless Mike. My name is such and such. You called this state and this town. Now, I know what you're thinking. I might have multiple listeners in multiple towns and states. So the way that works is, is I'm going to take the first five messages, even if there's a duplicate in one state, so long as you fit in one through five messages, then you'll win. Um, and the last thing you need to say is um, your email address so that we know uh, we could put it in a data spreadsheet um, for our fulfillment for the campaign in October of who gets what. Um, you guys, you guys will be getting this book for free, um, uh, at no additional cost. And Anthony will be signing this himself. The remember the terror trilogy, uh, graphic novel book one is going to include an additional 10 page story. Um, it's thirsts blood lace. The story covers, um, the origin of why she wears a mask that misleads people to think of her as a BDSM type character. Um, and it's a really interesting story. And, um, I know, I know because of our success with the thirst campaign, um, I think we had almost, almost 70 backers. I think it was, I know it was like over 50. That's, you know, 55 people who get a chance to experience something about thirst that the original book didn't have in it, which is really cool. Cause that's going to spin off into the second issue, uh, where thirst will, will, will make a larger, a larger impact in her own story uh, with the introduction of um, some more characters. Um, of course, we can talk more about that when uh, when Thirst uh, Issue 2 is approaching and the campaign is likely to launch, which will probably be somewhere inside uh, next year. I know Anthony Moore and I have talked about um, slating out next year. Um, he's probably going to take the rest of the year to focus on the graphic novels. Um the um, the realms graphic novel is going to come next. It's going to feature an additional ten page story uh, that's going to cover the orphan uh, the orphan child god um, uh, fighting a new titan, uh, which is exciting. I've seen I've seen the artwork. It's really good. Uh, Benja Call has come a long way, and uh, I can't wait to read that part of the story. And uh, for those of you who read realms one through three, um, 
this will be a chance um, for you to collect it as a trade, which is always exciting. I usually wait for trades when it comes to mainstream books, unless there's an absolute, like, uh, unless there's like a, a cover that I just absolutely can't not live without. Um, this is the way I, um, is the way I, I run and, and collect. Um, for the Power Ranger, um, Power Ranger stuff uh, with IDW, um, there were a lot of uh, Shattered Grid um Shattered Grid comics that I bought. One of them was a um, a hollow foiled uh, Dark Dracon mask. Um, I had to have that. It was really cool. Uh, his helmet design is one of my favorite Power Ranger designs of all time. And uh, I love the fact that Tommy Oliver is actually a bad guy. So um, I'm a very villain. Uh, I'm very sympathetic to villains. Villains are one of my favorite things when it comes to stories because they're usually the most... Um, turmoiled and conflicting characters in the entire story they either realize something that the protagonist helps them realize or you know they just the epitome of they're just the epitome of chaos and in a world that demands order chaos and order live on the same boat and must be balanced um and that's just a it's just a, it's not a hypothetical but that's a not a metaphorical it's just a um i can't think of the word right now as I took the Z pack and I'm so delirious right now, so forgive me. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a life experience thing, which a lot of people read comic books for is to to get that daily dose of experience that makes them or helps them experience new things and new thoughts. So uh, that's the update on thirst um, and Cosmo T Rex. Um, uh, um, I shouldn't have to go over the Wyrie Wong art book. Um, I know that's coming. I don't know if that's coming before the Terror Trilogy graphic novel. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Anthony wanted to try to do those both together. Um, that would be cool if that's the case, because the Wyrie Wong art book is going to be 40 pages, the red edition, and uh, 60 pages for the black edition, and he is a phenomenal artist. Um, hands down, one of the the best artist I've ever seen draw um, commando style characters and articulate weaponry and uh, machines and and milita militarization so well. Um, it's 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 unfathomable, really. Um, I've seen a lot of that in comic books in my days, on some of the old Marvel styles, and this just pales in comparison. Uh, if you haven't read Solo eighty eight, then now's a good time. Um, limitlessshop.nb.com um, I'll go pick it up today they got some really great covers um, is there even, there's even a spinoff that um, me and Anthony have actually already talked about um, finishing and that's the um, that's the solo weapons and armory uh, part two um, but like I said we're going to slate out next year probably at the end of this year and we're going to figure it all out um Right now, we're going to focus on the graphic novels um, to try and um, get some money built up and saved up um, for the um, Thirst and Gotcha trailers that uh, we're trying to um, get made through the video production company um, that we have these short films of uh, through. Um, they're working on it. If you follow Anthony Moore on Instagram and Facebook, you, you would have seen the recent post of thirst masks. 
uh, when the campaign launches uh, for the movie, uh, the masks are going to be signed by him and the actor. One of these, uh, one of these, or I, I believe there's two. Um, there's either a prop one and there's also um, another one. Um, I, I could be mistaken. There could just be one. They might give one to the actor for, for nostalgic purposes. We'll, we'll find out uh, as we get closer to that project being made. Um, but we are looking for investors. Um, anywhere from two uh, to five hundred dollars. Um, I don't have details on the incentives and what you'll get. Um, I do know that if we raise the investment bar to a thousand, um, um, then uh, if depending on how many investors we have and how much the Kickstarter campaign raises based on the trailers, uh, we're going to do a premiere at uh, some type of conference conference room and a nice hotel and uh, we're going to try to help people um, help accommodate people uh, with travel uh, really depends um, that might be on you even if you invest if you invest enough and the campaign makes enough then we might include that as well um, it would probably be um, probably I don't know one of the I don't know we that's something me and Anthony and, and Jerry and the rest of the team would have to talk about because that would that, that's going to be a big deal when you when you transition from comics to film um, there's a lot of cost involved because production takes so much time effort and investment but if you want to become a if you want to become an investor slash producer um, then uh, uh, get with Anthony I'll post the email links and the copy uh, in the show notes and um, hit him up and you guys can have a conversation about it or you can talk to me and uh, I can third party that with Anthony and we can coordinate uh, some type of investment plan. Um, this investment plan could be over the course of the next six months. It could be a one, one lump sum payment. It could be an anonymous donation. Um, anything you think uh, you would want to benefit um, either for yourself as doing a good deed or you love Limitless Comics so much you just want to invest and see this short film get made. Um, I'll, uh, I'll be putting some some links in the show notes to, to for potential investors uh, like some of you listeners that might be interested out there to go look and see what this video production company has, uh, has already made. So you can judge whether or not um, this uh, short story or this short film is something that you're going to want to see. I think it's something you're going to want to see. Um, I don't think that a video production company would invest and spend so much time into uh, making props and getting down costumes if they weren't going to do something uh, incredible with it. Uh, the guys over there are um, super excited, and uh, I can't wait to see Gotcha and Thurs brought to life. They're one of my two favorite characters in the Limitless Comics universe right now, and I'm so happy and uh, so glad to be a part of that. Um, but yeah, the Terra Trilogy is going to have, uh, three, three alternate covers. Uh, one, one you've seen, um, dropped, uh, about a month ago. Um, that one is just absolutely amazing. Anthony, if you're listening, buddy, um, I don't care if you don't have the money to get it made, but that first wraparound variant cover needs to be a poster or an 11 by 17 pinup giveaway. I will pay for the prints or the posters to be made. If you don't, and if you can't ship them, then you give me the file and I will go get them made and I will ship them 
separate from the other fulfillment stuff because that is that is just an amazing an amazing thirst piece um it's something i just have to have above my wall um the other one uh was uh, created by mahifa manjaka um if nobody remembers then i'll remind you um along with karen sadie dorbo dorbo um who's currently working with idw right now and uh, boom studios um she um offered the um black and red pinup of thirst and the thirst campaign so uh we welcome the returning artist for that um it's it's really cool it's a uh little miss patty cakes um covered in blood it's like a top-down view um it feels like to me like someone's looking down at her from the sewer cap which is pretty cool um it's supposed to be a wraparound and then the third cover is is uh, of course unannounced and then of course um i, I said three but there's going to be four one's going to be black and white i don't know if that black and white is going to be one of these wraparound covers that just aren't colored um, but I do know that with Anthony's signature, probably they're in silver or gold, that the, the black and white is going to be real nice. It's going to pop. Um, and it's also going to be really cool for, for, to have like an entire like black and white graphic novel. Um, most everything except for realms that Anthony's done has been black and white. And, uh, that is, that is by design. Uh, fantasy usually calls for a lot of color. People expect that. So he went in that direction, which was really smart. Um, you, you don't really have to go in any directions when you, when you're picking black and white, especially if you're doing it to save money. But, but, uh, the way the stories roll out, it just, it just makes more sense. There's more detail in it. And, uh, the shadings were the really cool. And, uh, the terror trilogies is something you're going to have to have in your, in your limitless comics collection. Um, I know that, that I, I can't really, you know, justify that. I, I kind of have to say that cause I'm a part of the company. Um, but genuinely speaking, I, I think it's something that the fans of Limitless Comics should have in their collection. It's a trade. It's, it's a momentous occasion for the writer and the, the artists. Um, and, and, and also for myself to, to see my name collected in a, in a trade. Um, that's, that's really cool. Uh, so I can't, I can't wait for that, but, um, it, it takes an incredible amount to make comics guys. So um, when you when you actually finally collect enough to make a trade, you you have if you haven't done it yourself and you're listening, it's it's an incredible feat. And uh, Anthony's really proud. If he's not, he should be, because um, it's the summation of years of hard work. And Anthony getting up there on Facebook every day, putting out videos and, and talking about um, positivity and you know thanking everybody for what they do. You know, it's, 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 it's awesome. Um, perfect example. Um, uh, there is a gentleman by the name of L.A. Nguyen uh, out of Canada who created, who was inspired so much by the Muffin Man. He created these awesome paper figure dioramas and uh, he was selling them for $35. Now, that was, uh, I think, a year ago or so. Um, uh, L.A. Nguyen uh, recently reached out to Anthony and asked him if he could if he could make some more and, and spread the word about Limitless Comics up in Northern Canada at a few conventions. And uh, I got to say, folks, if you haven't seen the pictures on his Facebook, you should go. I've seen a few other detailed ones, but they're absolutely amazing. Um, Muffin Man is a, is a really cool horror, horror conceptual character. And um, L.A. Nguyen captured Muffin Man beautifully 
and and what I can only describe as one of the coolest paper action figures I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, uh, but he posted on there that uh, they they were available for purchase. I don't know what that entails. Um, so if you're interested and you want one, I would imagine that L.A. Noem makes them. Um, not in bulk, so they're pretty customized. And so if you want one, um, get up with Anthony either on Instagram or messenger, or, you know, if you have his email, shoot him an email. If that's something you'd be interested in adding to your Limitless comics collection, then, um, yeah, but, uh, it's the fact that someone was inspired so much that, that another artist created something to add value, you know, to a project that, you know, the, the creator, I'm speaking of Anthony, um, didn't think was going to come to life. And, and I think every creator has that type of anxiety when they're creating something and trying to, to make something come alive. But, uh, but he's out there killing it every day. And it's, it's something to be admired by. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I pretty much covered all the topics I wanted to cover today. That's, that's pretty much all the updates on, on Limitless Comics for the Terror Trilogy. You got covers, um, we're gonna have pinups, of course, trading cards, um, and then the variant covers themselves. Um, I might, I might have a few T-shirts uh, ordered um, in specific sizes, Limitless Comics logo. Um, if this, this, this would be happening this fall, but if it were gonna happen, you know, later on in the fall, then I would have, you know, Comics and Pop Tarts logo shirts, uh, which would be an option for the future. Um, um, definitely going to be an option for purchase later on to help promote the channel. Um, I'd really like to, to monetize the channel. So it'd start making money. Um, if the channel starts making money, that's, that's an asset for the business. The business could invest that and, in, uh, get more projects out there. You could see the return of, um, youngins. I know a lot of people were looking forward to alpha black and the continuation of youngins two, And that was postponed due to thirst. And then all the graphic novel stuff. And then Anthony got a job, but, have no fear guys that's that stuff is all still happening it's just going to take time uh, so be patient with us don't go anywhere uh, keep us on your radar and uh, invest in the graphic novels and uh, we're going to make that happen and hopefully by the end of next year almost comics will be the proud owner of a short film uh, several more issue twos uh, for some of your popular titles like solo 88 number two muffin man number two which is going to wrap up an entire miniseries because um, those stories are interconnected. And then hopefully we'll see uh, Youngin's number two. And then Gotcha. Uh, Gotcha's uh, first um, independent title. Um, I know that those are some of the projects that we had talked about coming out before. And then I'm, of course, working on something uh, for Thirst that you know may or not be made next year. But I'm working on it. But I'd be happy to talk about that later on once it's finished and we know it's a, it's a for sure thing. So, um, yeah, so we, we, we appreciate everybody and thank you for supporting Limitless Comics. And uh, before we close out the show, I just, I just want to talk a little bit about pitching. Um, um, speaking for personal experience, um, I've had the opportunity to practice pitch. Um, of course, they were complete and total crash and failures. And uh, the reason reason for that is confidence. And, you know, I was just talking about how um, creators get this creator's anxiety where they're not sure um, 
their their creations are going to succeed and and be positively received by by the public and and readers and viewers and people who follow the medium and um it's easy to fall into those ruts but if you have an idea you want to create comics or you just want to it's anything really story related whether you're an artist um some artists out there don't write um they actually create mock drawings as a form of rough draft instead of outlining things like writers do uh, which is totally okay because there's no correct format in comics to write one or draw one um of course there's certain expectations when it comes to perspective art and you know the the um the uh process of of bringing dialogue out on a page through the art of lettering but um other than that there really is no structure to creating a comic um but uh i received a message um, um about a few days ago and um it was it was really a solicitation. I was I'm on a lot of medicine, so I had to read it twice. I, I really thought this person was was hiring me for an editing gig, and um, I had to I had to I had to reread everything. And it turned out uh, he was offering me a concept you know, to to buy a concept so that I can I could write it because. Um, he's uh he's leaving the uh the medium and i guess wants to make a little money on his way out the door um so i asked him if he could send a pdf of of the content so i can look at it and see if i was interested and uh he replied it's it's just an idea uh in his head and i'm gonna tell you um right now that cold pitching like that um, isn't received well on a professional level. So when you when you cold pitch somebody uh, an idea, it's it's got to have some type of physical asset attached to it with visuals and um, I guess a log line, even if it's a comic. Um, you still want to try to sum that log line up. This 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 is what um, comics um, would consider your storyline. Like if you could describe your story in one sentence, um, that would be how you sell it. Um, if you were going to pitch to IDW or Boom or Scout um, or alternate comics or Action Lab comics or any of the comics out there, of course, Marvel and DC don't take uh, unsolicitations, but um, certain types of the year dark horse does and idw does and boom does um of course you have to have artwork finished but we're just talking about conceptualized here but if you were already in the company and you were you were working on licensed stuff and and a, and a editor came up to you and was like uh, we, we want something new give us something new i mean if you and sometimes a pitch sentence and in the professional atmosphere of things that that would fly but eventually you're going to have to make that pitch sentence and you're going to have to expand on that. You're going to have to take the theme, the drama, you're going to have to find the characters and, you know, you're going to have to give them exposition and a background. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of unseen writing in the writing process um, for most stories, especially stories like the Watchmen and um, a lot of big Marvel events like Civil War and Annihilation. There, 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 there are things called story bibles in which you get to read things that that you don't see in the comics. 
and it's disheartening and it takes a lot of work and it's usually something that 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 peels back um it peels back the the seriousness of of most writers whether or not they can hack it or not um and that's that's not to insult anybody um i don't i don't want any any salty salty bridges burned um based on you know, just factual information but um the thing with pitching is nobody wants a cold solicitation out of the blue um you don't know who that person is especially if you don't have a rapport with them if you don't have a networking or a working relationship with somebody please don't don't message them and be like i got this great idea and i want to sell it to you for cheap um because i'm leaving and I, I don't want to write this but i know you can because you're this this type of person and um, i'm the type of person where i don't just shut down people um, i pay attention and i observe and um I just wanted to touch base. I just wanted to, to touch base on pitching and, and the correct way to do it and how to go about it. And if you're a storyteller and you don't want to write your story, there, there are several things to pitching you need to have. First of all, you need to have some type of physical asset attached to this pitch. You need, you need either um, a really convincing um, presentation through slides Google Slides or uh, some other Canva even. You can create presentations on Canva. Um, you need to have your story sentence. You need to have at least um, three paragraphs or just bullet points of where the story is going. You have to have characters. And, of course, this needs to be, this needs to be um, accompanied by visuals, especially if it's going to be comics. Uh, you know, if you're selling these ideas to people who work in comics already, they're going to want to know what these characters look like, how it pertains to the story, what the plot of the story is. Does the story have a theme? Does it have, you know, uh, what genre is it? Um, do these characters have personality? What are their quirks? You know, there, there, there are a lot of different things that go into pitching, but, you know, what I just said right there, those are the basics. You have to have all this in a presentation. Your presentation shouldn't be no longer than five or six slides. It could be up to up to nine, I think, is the max I've ever seen it done. When I when I did my internship for the uh, LA-based company um, and I was working on copy, um, some of the things that we were doing uh, was finding photos. Um, and, of course, you know, they have to be non-copywritten photos. Uh, for comics, I would suggest that if you were going to sell a story, that you felt was anthropomorphic and was a lot like Terminator, then you could just say this story is about anthropomorphic Terminators without time twists. Or maybe they do have time twists. Then I would find an, an artist, someone who's you know um, relatively cheap, who would be able to do a, a sketch for you. I know you can find sketches and stuff for about 40 to $75 for really good transparent um, perspective and detailed driven art. Uh, some people who just like characters, you might even be able to find somebody who does it at a set price. Um, you'll, you'll be able to buy the, 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 the entire file from them, um, including the, uh, the character poses and then it gets colored as well. Um, so, I mean, you can imagine a cat in RoboCop or, you know, Terminator armor, something like that. 
um, that that would be a great visual to accompany on your story sentence page or your character page. Um, one of the coolest pitch documents I ever saw was for film, and um, you can actually you can actually find this. You can find this on uh, on sites.google.com/site/tvwriting/us-animation-bordertown. And um, it's it's one of the coolest adult animation pitch documents I've ever seen. They had, you know, pictures of the town and pictures of the characters and uh, a paragraph of what it's about and, and all that good jazz. But but don't ever cold pitch anybody something, especially if we don't have a relationship with them. Um, I just wanted to touch base on that. Uh, pitching is a big part of, of story writing. Um, it's, it's how you're going to get your artists. It's how you're going to get your letterer. It's how you're going to get your pinup. And your cover artists um, pitching is also um, what you're going to be doing for the campaign when you go to find backers to support your book and to get those books made. But um, my name is Limitless Mike. Um, I thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Comics and Pop-Tarts podcast. Um, I'm the story editor of Limitless Comics. If you don't own Limitless Comics, you can go to limitless.shop.nv.com shopenvy.com or limitless limitless shop dot store com. there you go um and uh hit up anthony moore if you're interested in the the muffin man uh, paper figure diorama uh, created by la noame and um uh tune in next week uh i'll i have an interview with nick gibson um is a published short story author and comic writer and uh, if you haven't listened, uh, go listen to some of my previous episodes interviewing Jerry Jones, Nandor Fox Schaefer, who just had a successful uh, Kickstarter campaign for the book Man Child, issue number one, and uh, Daniel Buck, uh, whose uh, Detrimony comic I just received from his Kickstarter campaign. And uh, if you don't know how to get one of those, you can go to detrimony.com. So, uh, again, my name is Limitless Mikes. <laughs> My name is Limitless Mike. Thank you for watching, or thank you for listening to Comics and Pop-Tarts podcast. Until then, stay limitless.